The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning and welcome to the Source of Truth podcast and happy Friday as we finish this week off together. I hope you are enjoying the more spring-like weather. I know I have been. I love having sun out. I love the warmer weather and just been enjoying this week and I hope you have been as well. And uh, we're glad you're with us this morning. Again, I'm glad you've been with us all this week as we have been coming to the conclusion of the book of Psalms. We'll be finishing it up probably uh, the next several episodes. We have uh, seven after today, seven more chapters to go. And uh, so we're so glad you're with us and appreciate the privilege to be part of your day. Uh, As you're looking up, we're going to be in Psalm chapter 143. Uh, If you are in a situation where you do not have a church, you're looking for a church, we'd love to invite you. Sunday morning, our morning services, we do meet in person, 10 o'clock for our morning service, and then 5 o'clock for our evening service. They are two distinct services, two different messages, two different worship times. So we'd love to have you come join us for those two different services. Uh, If you're unable to make it, we do live stream them. And uh, so 10 o'clock in the morning, 5 in the evening. But we're glad you're with us today and hope we can be an encouragement as we look another section where David is writing. And David, um, at least from my impression, I would consider David a melancholy. What I mean by melancholy, um, you you really get to see more. Melancholy is generally, from what you would think of an opinion, um, overly emotional. You get to really think what they're thinking. They speak it out. They use a lot of flowery terminology. They, uh, you just really know what's going on. And I, I can see this in him. I can see them that, you know, many times melancholies make great authors because they know how to use ver- uh, verbiage. Uh, they can clarify what's going on. I would see myself a little more stoic in this area. So I would not be good. Uh, verbiage is not my strength, being able to express what's really going on, not the greatest strength. That would be more of David's. And David does this again today. And he, but in that, in in that under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit states some things that are are absolutely helpful and needful for us. And I hope they're encouragement to you today. Psalm 143, David's still struggling. You see him now, he's down at the deeps of the depths. And we talk about this. And Melancholy is somebody who's so low, we'll just point it out and kind of, you know, really takes into extreme what's going on. Stoics like me like to admit I'm not there. And denial just kind of solves the problem. So Psalm 143, here's what David says. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Give ear to my supplication. In thy faithfulness answer me, and in thy righteousness. And enter not into the judgment with thy servant, for in thy sight shall no man living be justified. Verse 3, for the enemy hath persecuted my soul. He has smitten my life down to the ground. He hath made me to dwell in darkness as those that have been long dead. So he gives a full extreme. Verse 3 gives you the idea of what I'm talking about. The flowery extreme of how he feels. He's not just saying, I'm really discouraged, I'm frustrated, I'm nervous. He, I feel like somebody who has been dead for a long time. That's how he's describing this. So we look at this and he, he talks in verse 1 about the idea of just begging God to give ear. He's, he's done this before. Please make a point to listen. So again, he begins this prayer begging God to listen. And again, not that he thinks that God's not listening, but he simply comes and says, God, I am in great need of your help. I, and I really need this. And I think there's part of him that in this plea, you know, sometimes we get this idea that if I'm really emotional or really fervent or if I'm in a certain spot and I go somewhere in my prayer, God will hear me more. God, God hears even when I'm not praying. I hope we understand that. 
But there is a condition needed to be ready where God will respond to prayer. We understand that. But, you know, being louder, better verbiage, better locations, it really, it, that's not going to be the key. And those things are good in of themselves. It's my heart condition needs to be there. And David is pleading from his heart. And he says, listen, he, but he says in verse 2, he, he, you get to see as he gets deeper, he gets more reflective. Verse 2, enter not into judgment with thy servant. For in thy sight shall no living thing be justified. So he says, Lord, I, I need to come to your throne of grace. I don't necessarily want to come to the throne of judgment, the judgment throne. The same idea what Spurgeon said. The premise was, Lord, I, I, I come in times of confession. I come in times where, Lord, I really need you to help me. I'm trying to be right with you today. I, I don't need that. I, I, need, I need grace. I need strength. I, and so, I, frankly, is the point is, and you are such an awesome God, and I know that there's nothing in me. I, I'm not perfect. So if I come in judgment... I'm going to find problems. And so he clarifies what he needs right now is a level of grace. And then, of course, in verse 3, explains the struggle he finds himself in. He continues in verse 4. Therefore is my spirit overwhelmed within me. My heart within me is desolate. He said, I, I am so overwhelmed. I'm desolate. I'm at the point of the end. Uh, you could say, I don't, he doesn't state this, and I, I don't want to add to him. But in today's day and age, you may find somebody in this saying, I'm struggling with parts of discouragement maybe levels of depression. I, uh, my, my condition is overwhelming me to the point of even some physical reactions. And Lord, I, I need you to help me. I need you to help me not to react. I need you to help me to find physical strength to go through this. Please remember, God will allow circumstances to bring an end to this. We know he does later. So David's not even necessarily, you know, he will later get rid of this. What he's simply stating here is, Lord, in my emotion, in my spirit, in my soul, I am overwhelmed in my deepest point. So as I wait for the ending of this circumstance to come, of this trial to come, I am pleading with you to give me grace to be able to endure it. It's not that I know an end's coming, but I need grace to be faithful until that is end. Verse 5, he says, I remember the days of old. I meditate on all thy works. I muse on the works of thine hands. Now, he, he, we, yeah, you've probably been there. You've been in a situation where your circumstances have changed. You say, man, I, I just I remember what it was like when it was this. I remember what it was like when this. My wife and I, I, I think I mentioned this, we joked about the fact that when we see a little baby, we look back and say, oh, I remember those days and how, how I miss those days. And to be honest, there's a lot of parts of those that I do miss, uh, but there's a whole lot of parts that I don't miss. I don't like the fact that you really don't get a good night's sleep and you feel like for months you're just in a fog. I don't really miss those times. I don't miss the diapers. It's just a lot of things that I don't miss. We, we always look at where we're at saying, I, you know, this is better. And if we can continue to think that where we're going or where we're at, where we hope to be is better than this, or I remember those days were better. Uh, many people have said this, and I found this to be true. One of my favorite times of the marriage of my wife was when we were newly married. It was just you know, getting to, get to know each other. Uh, it was wonderful. There wasn't a whole lot of responsibility. We we're still in college and so many things going on. But be honest with you, as enjoyable and the relationship as it was, we had almost no money. We lived in a small two-bedroom house with a, uh, a beat-up car that someone had given to us um, at that point. And you look at a lot of things and you say, you know, if we went to lunch, if we went on, a, if we went on what may consider a hot date, you know, we wouldn't go to McDonald's, you know, obviously where I got food free at the time. Or we would go to Wendy's because, you know, she can get a baked potato there. Wow, that, that was a hot date. While we enjoyed the time together, I don't necessarily think I'd want to go through that again. So I hope we understand that when we look at these things, we can go back and see what God did in those times. 
and what God taught us in those times. We're not going to go back to them. What can I learn from those times? Verse 6, I stretch forth my hands unto thee. My soul thirsteth after thee as a thirsty lamb. Lord, I'm just pleading with you. I am struggling and I need you. Hear me speedily, O Lord. My spirit faileth. Hide not thy face from me, lest I be like unto them that go into the pit. Lord, I, I am at the end. I need you to respond. I need you to do something, and I need it to be quickly. Please remember, the idea of speedily is mentioned more than once in Scripture. It doesn't mean that God, hey, I pray now and God does something in the next hour. It doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean that when God's going to answer, he will do it right now. What he simply means is when God acts, it will be done quickly. It'll be obvious that God is acting, and we must wait for that. Verse 8, cause me to hear thy loving kindness. In the morning, for in thee do I trust. Cause me to know the way wherein I should walk. For I lift up my soul. Lord, help me to hear you. Help me to know the direction. In these times when my mind is, is distraught, my mind is wrong, help me to see where you want me to go. Deliver me, verse 9, O Lord, from mine enemies. I flee unto thee to hide, from, to hide me. But then he says in verse 10, teach me to do thy will. For thou art my God, thy spirit is good. Lead me into the land of uprightness. So he says, Lord, in the midst of these things and all of the battles I find myself in, a couple things, as he usually does in every prayer, there's a part of, of, of spiritual resolve, a spiritual resoluteness where, Lord, help me to grow in this. And so, Lord, teach me. Teach me to do that. Well, in the midst of time where my physical and emotional being is struggling, help me to see you and your will. Then he says in verse 11, quicken me, O Lord, for thy name's sake, for thy righteous sake, bring my soul into trouble. The idea of quicken me is strengthen me. Give me the strength and ability to endure what it is you've allowed into my life. And then verse 12, and of thy mercy cut off mine enemies and destroy all them that afflict my soul, for I am thy servant. Lord, give me strength. Help me to see you. Uh, lead me, help me to see your will. Give me the strength to do this and please deal with my enemies. Please, can you get me out of the circumstance? And I don't even necessarily think it's wrong that we plead that God get us out of these circumstances. There are many times in my life, Lord, I, I really wish you'd get me to the other side of where we're at. Now, hey, while I'm here, help me to see you. Help me to stay close to you. Help me to trust in you and not my emotions and not my immediate thoughts. Help me to do that. Teach me, lead me, strengthen me. Then, Lord, please deal with this. But in the midst of the time, while we wait for him to do what he will ultimately do, we continue to hear from him. The prayer today is not, as it is stated in the end, please eliminate and deal with my enemy. But the ultimate prayer, Lord, is until you do, help me to find my refuge in you. Help me to find my emotional and spiritual strength in you so that I can endure until you do get me to the other side of this. I don't know where you find yourself right now. I don't know what battle you find yourself in. But I think either you have been or you are in the middle or you may one day be in the middle of something to where the circumstances are overwhelming. And you know God may not change your circumstances, but what you don't need, you don't maybe not even looking for a change of circumstance in the time you're looking for God to strengthen you in them. This is where we grow. This is where we grow in Christ, grow in our in sanctification, grow in the Lord. And this is where we find that strength where James tells the church, count it all joy when you fall into divers temptations, knowing this that the trying of your faith works patience. You're going to be developed in Jesus. It's just not going to be easy. Stand strong in him, trust him, and hear him, and just grow in him in these times. Thanks again for joining us this week as we finish off the week together. Uh, we have, I'm guessing it's going to be maybe a few more, but at least seven more episodes in the book of Psalms and all next week and moving on. So sometime next week, we'll give you an idea as we continue to pray where to go, what our next study will be. I do appreciate the privilege that you've given me to be part of your day. I hope it's a help, and I hope you have a great weekend. We look forward to seeing you again on Monday.